Hi friends, Ben DeHart from Calvary St. George's in New York City, here today to give you a devotional on a verse from scripture that I do not fully understand. The verse goes like this, ask and it will be given unto you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receives, everyone who seeks, they'll find, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened unto them. Now, I don't know about you, but the very first time I read this text as a child, I immediately got down on my hands and knees and begged the Lord for Nintendo 64. And I did not get it. And I'm embarrassed to tell you that ever since that day, I have been hesitant to come before the Lord in prayer because I have been afraid of being disappointed. Now, that's a, a, absurd, right? I don't. I never needed a Nintendo 64, and I'm pretty sure that's not praying in Jesus's name. But I think this picture is more true than we'd like to admit, not just for me, but maybe for you as well. Why do we not pray as much as we'd like to? Well, the main reason I think is because we're lazy. At least I'm lazy, I'll speak for myself. The second reason is that I'm often distracted. I'm a little bit all over the place. And during COVID-19, I've been more distracted than ever. But I do think that the most important reason why I do not pray to the Lord as much as I would like to is because I am afraid that I'm going to get all excited about receiving something, all worked up, only to be left hanging. Now, of course, the rest of scripture makes clear to us that this is not the only point of prayer. And I think that the error that we oftentimes make is, at least for me, I consciously and unconsciously think of Almighty God as this cosmic vending machine in the sky, where if I put in enough quarters, that will pop a Coke. Or if I put in enough prayers, that will pop my N64. And this obviously is not the case. That said, the scriptures do make clear that we are to ask God for what we need. We're to pester him. We're to be persistent in prayer. So how do we make sense of this? Well, where I've came down on is essentially that the whole witness of scripture makes clear to us that God is personal, and that oftentimes when I pray, I treat God as this impersonal force. I treat prayer as a transaction. And this verse and all the other verses of scripture make clear to us that prayer, first and foremost, is about communion with the living God. And in John's gospel, whenever he talks about life or eternal life or abundant life, most often the time, he is only peripherally talking about the afterlife. Most of the time, he's talking about the here and now. And when John talks about life, what he means by life is our connection with God. That is life. And so I think that we still need to pester God for what we want, but we need to remember that prayer, more importantly, most importantly for everyone, 
is about communion with the living God. And this is life. And I think the good thing that has come out for me in all of this wildness that we've been experiencing together is that I have actually prayed because I've needed to pray and I've experienced a taste of that eternal life that will be made clear at the end of days. So friends, get in touch with this God, pray for New York, pray for me, and thanks for tuning in.